Today in Studio 33 AD, we have Dr. Sarah Quillacy. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for being with us today. Yes. Would you like to tell us your, your role and what you do for the diocese? Yes. This is my fourth year as superintendent of Catholic schools. There are 16 Catholic schools located across the state, and I work with all 16 of those schools. That's awesome. What's your favorite part about your job? That I get to be in so many different schools and classrooms. Mm -hmm. Just this morning, I was at St. Paul's and um, visited three different classes and went to Mass with the school, and um, you know now I'm here at the cathedral, and I, I get to be throughout the state with teachers and students, which I think is why it's important to say why we know each other. Yeah, yeah. So I actually went to Catholic school, ooh, kindergarten through 12th grade, nice. and yeah, um, you know my mom. And I was your assistant principal yes. while you were at Bishop Kelly yeah. High School. And then your husband was. Yes. Yeah. And Okay, this is actually kind of a funny story. I remember one time I was in class, and I got a note saying that um, Mr. Quillacy wanted to see me, and I was so scared. because like, what did I do? And then I got there, and he goes, will you babysit my kids tonight? And I was like, oh, <laughs> you. You know what? But that kind of speaks to our Catholic community. Yeah. And, and our reason for Catholic schools mm -hmm. is that it is that small community, and we're all involved in taking care of each other's children yeah. in a way. You know, I mean, there's that saying that it takes a village to raise a child. Well, it really does. I mean, I have four, I have four of them in my home growing yeah. right now, and they need different things at different times. And having them in Catholic school is an opportunity to have someone else partnering with me to, to help me in my parenting and raising my children. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. How did you get into the role that you have now? How? Yeah, what, what has your journey been like to become the superintendent of Catholic schools? It, it's a series of saying yeses to opportunities, mm -hmm. starting with a a very part-time job teaching speech and debate at Bishop Kelly while I was getting my master's degree. Mm -hmm. And then, then I became assistant principal at Bishop Kelly. And um, after that, I was the head principal at St. Joseph's Catholic School and then became superintendent. Wild. So, yeah. so good. Yes. Yeah. Um, what would you say is what makes Catholic education unique compared to uh, public education. Yeah, you know, I was really thinking about this a lot, and one of those things is that we, we, we partner with parents, and it, everyone does that, but we get to partner with parents in a in a prayerful, unique way. You know, like I was just um, at St. Paul's this morning, and they began their day with Mass. Some mm -hmm. of the parents came to Mass with their students. At the end, some young disciples were recognized for some of the great things that they're doing in the school, and the parents were there to hear that. And so we have this partnership. And another great thing is that we can be prayerful about everything mm -hmm. and, and not ashamed to do so. Um, yesterday, I had a principals meeting with all 16 of my principals from across the state. We were in Zoom because, you know, they can't travel down from Coeur d'Alene for an hour meeting. But in the beginning of the meeting, I just said, what is it that you need prayer for today? Mm -hmm. And so the principals shared the things that are going on with them. And then we opened by praying with and for each other. And that's such a powerful experience. And another kind of story on that note, so I travel the state and visit my schools. And I was in my school in Pocatello, Holy Spirit Catholic School, and the principal there said, 
I just, I have this sense that you need this rubber band ball that's on my desk. And I kind of thought, a rubber band ball? And so she brought me this ball and she said that she was going to adoration and she saw the rubber band ball had fallen out of her minivan. And so she went and picked up the rubber band ball and took it to adoration. And as she was in adoration, God just showed her this rubber band ball. This represents all of your struggles and your concerns and everything you're going through. And you need to take off the rubber band and give it to God. You need to be prayerful mm-hmm. about it. And it was this powerful moment of, of witness for me that, you know, one of my principles sharing her story, but also saying, I really think God wants you to have this rubber band ball right now. And that's one of the just the beautiful aspects of being involved in Catholic schools is that I get to have those conversations. Mm-hmm. You know, that is really beautiful, and you can tell that they're very just Holy Spirit led as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So today we actually had a staff meeting, and um, Mrs. Emmerich mentioned that enrollment is up in all of yes. the Catholic schools. Why do you think that is? You know, I think. Um, a piece of it's that we've been open for in-person learning all year, and successfully so. We have, we've kept students safe, we've kept students learning, we've given them the opportunity to grow um, socially, emotionally, spiritually, physically, and so I think that that's been one of the attractive things. Another piece of the equation is that Idaho is such a desirable mm-hmm. place right now yeah. that we have such an influx of people and, and our schools do a great job having a good online presence and good references. And so families moving to the area look and are, are there Catholic schools and they're finding our Catholic schools. Uh, and then I, I think there's another reason. And I, you know, we've been through such a weird year. Yeah. And, and I think, too, that people are really seeking. And they're seeking connection. They're seeking faith. Maybe even if they don't know that that's what they're seeking. And so I do think that there's an element that draws them to our schools because we are a community and we do offer more than just we're going to teach our students reading and math, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I think that that's a piece of it too. Yeah, for sure. Sarah, what brought you to Catholic education to begin with? Well, really it was my Catholic faith. Mm-hmm. And, and I have an interesting journey to the Catholic Church. I was raised Protestant and... Um, it, I was really seeking in college. I went to some different churches, and about um, probably my junior year of, of college, I went to the National Cathedral mm-hmm. in Washington, D.C. I was there with my dad on a trip, and I took a train out and went to the cathedral, and I bought a rosary, and I started praying the rosary. And, you know, growing up Protestant, I wasn't sure what I really thought about Mary's role in the church yet, but... The, the, I really loved praying the rosary because it really helped me to focus my prayer and, and be really intentional about praying. So I started praying the rosary. And at this time, I was also a director of youth ministry at a Methodist mm-hmm. church, and I was teaching confirmation. And I'm going through the confirmation book with the students, and I'm seeing everything in our, in our faith and everything in the Wesleyan tradition goes back to the Catholic Church and to Judaism. Like, they're, they're, that's where the roots of it are. And, and even in exploring different churches when I was in high school and college, you know, I, every place I'd go, I'd ask, what are your beliefs? Because what I kind of found is that if, if one church, if some people didn't agree with some of the beliefs of one church, then they'd start their own church mm-hmm. and they'd have some different beliefs. And then, you know, if they didn't like that, then they'd start their own church. And, and so I really liked, too, that the Catholic Church had a uniform set of teachings. 
So, so my heart was sort of being drawn to the Catholic Church at that time. And then I met my husband, kind of, well, he wasn't my husband at the time, but I met my soon-to-be husband in the mix of all of this, and, and he was Catholic. And at first I said, you know, I don't, I don't really know what I think about that. And then, um, you know, all these things started converging that I was like, yeah, you know, maybe I took my, my Methodist youth group on a trip to San Francisco to work with the homeless mm-hmm. And while we were there, Tony had written me a letter for each day. And we weren't we weren't dating at the time, but I came home and actually said, you know, I think I'm supposed to marry you. And he was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, I knew that. I was just waiting, you know. So so we got married in 2002, and then I entered RCIA, mm-hmm. um, and he was my sponsor, which was really beautiful because he was raised Catholic, but you learn all kinds of things that you didn't know that you knew or maybe you missed yeah. along the way. And it was a really great opportunity for our relationship, too, to grow in those ways. And I just remember when I was going through RCIA, we'd go to adoration, we'd go to mass, and I just felt the real presence of the Eucharist. I was really mm-hmm. desiring to then come into the church. And so... I entered the church in 2003 and um, I, I think that you know when you when you know what you believe and why you believe it that and when you put God as your as your pilot too because mm-hmm. I think the other reason that I'm in Catholic education is that's where God has called me to be and that's where he's opened the doors and and I really believe that you pray and God leads you where you you need to go mm-hmm. and I and I feel like that it has absolutely been my journey to to Catholic mm-hmm. education. Yeah, that's awesome just to see your journey and to, to see how you have trusted the Lord with every single step in your life. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. So my family is not Catholic. Oh. My dad will come to Mass if the kids are reading or altar serving. He likes to come. And and uh, Evelyn says, Evelyn's my 11-year-old daughter. She says she's going to convert them. So oh, That is beautiful. Love that. It's on a mission, you know? Keep praying, everyone. That's very great. Yeah. Is there anything else you would like to share regarding Catholic education or what's happening in Catholic schools? You know, I just think as we are at this Easter time and we're looking at the, you know, at Jesus when he he came back and, and he commissioned us to go make disciples. I mean, that is our job. And, and how we do, he places us in all different vocations so that we can make disciples where we are. And, and I think, you know, being in a role in the Catholic Church, like I'm constantly reminded of that, but we need to be reminded of that no matter what our job is. Even if, um, you know, we're, we're working at the grocery store, we're called to make disciples. If we're working in, um, you know, at Micron or wherever we work, we're called to make disciples and it's through our witness and so I think it's good to to look at you know what what do our lives look like and what fruit do we produce and and how can we do that and I think that's what our Catholic schools are trying to do for students and for our communities and and to be a part of that equation of of making disciples awesome well thank you for being here today thank you for all that you do for our Catholic schools obviously they wouldn't be that successful without your docility to the spirit and the way that you you lead. Thank Thank you. you.